Hello everyone and welcome to Jess and the Guest. My guest today is one of the funniest comics I've ever seen, Lara Bites. We talk about being the first comic on Lights Out with David Spade, being on the Joe Rogan Experience, the worst gigs in 2020, opening for Eliza Schlesinger, different comedy scenes, writing, stand-up, so much more too. Lara's a staple at the comedy store in Los Angeles. She opens for Joe Rogan doing arenas. No big deal. No big deal at all. She is incredible. I learned so much from just watching her. If you can, please go see her live right now. I hope you like this episode. Hey, you were incredible. First comedian on um, David Spade's Lights Out. You were so funny. How was that experience? I, it was amazing. I had so much fun. I was so terrified. I was so nervous. I was so nervous that I remember I was getting ready and I heard someone in the hall, like a PA or someone say, she's so nervous. Oh. And I, <laughs> and I, I was freaking out. I mean, I felt sick. I felt so sick. I was backstage and I was absolutely having a panic attack up until the moment that they called yeah. me up. And it's so funny because I watched that set and I come out and I don't look no. nervous. And I, I was terrified I mean I was really losing my shit back there um I would never and I mean he's someone who really like people are always surrounding him people yeah. gravitate towards him people and you know he was the star of the show so everyone wanted to talk to him yeah. and he like tunnel vision to me and like asked me where I'm from asked me about my stand up and that was like the first time I met him like he just really makes you feel like you're the only person in the room I can't say enough good things about him I love him he's so fucking funny I just a roast for the um the old booker of the comedy store who moved to Austin and David went up last and did (laughs) the shortest set of anyone and did the funniest set of anyone just absolutely went up was like boom 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 did a few jokes absolutely annihilated he's just oh so God. funny he's such a role model. yeah he's been like one of my comedy heroes and everyone has only said such positive nice things I'm like god that's so cool yeah, that's yeah. A- it was really fun were you writing the whole time too during the shutdown or doing all um I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to say sorry it was like I look like I'm naked I'm not <laughs> um <laughs> I'll get more weird. No, <laughs> I um, I wouldn't say I wrote the whole time, but I did write throughout. You know, um, I took a pilot writing class. I wrote two pilots. I wrote a bunch of stand up, but um, by the time you know, I observed CDC guidelines, and so by the time I was able to put a lot of that stuff on stage it no longer made any sense. It certainly wasn't funny. It was about something that had been on the news seven months ago or like stuff that was like specific to my apartment, you know? And a lot of it was the ramblings of an insane person who had been under lockdown during a pandemic. So a lot of it wasn't fit for the stage, but I don't, I really believe in just like writing being the work and even if that means like I'm staring off into space for 15 minutes trying to think up something to write but I'm at my desk with my notebook yeah and with that intention then I think that that still counts towards the goal of being a great comedian so it didn't really matter if that stuff was usable or not 
I just think that the more time people spend away from writing, the more it develops into this big, scary thing in our heads. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to just keep doing it, even if it's like, I've had days where I so much didn't want to write and it wasn't appropriate for me to take a break because I hadn't been like writing, you know what I mean? Um, You know, in your gut when you need a break and when you're being lazy and I've had days where I was like, I'm going to set a timer for five minutes and I'm going to write for five minutes. And I do. And I don't always like it, but it's like, I think it's so important to just do it. I think it's, I think it's just like being in shape with anything else. You know, if you don't work out, it's just going to get harder. Yeah. No, it makes me feel better because that's exactly how I feel. But you don't write with a computer, right? You do a notebook. Yeah. Tried to, um... I tried to write with a computer again recently just because it's so, you know, I'm yeah. getting older and <laughs> hand, you know, hands get sore and I'm yep. like, I really should be able to do this, but I just, I, I had to go back right away to writing with a notebook. I yeah. think with the computer, first of all, it's so fast and a notebook gives me more time to think of the next thing I want to write. And also with the computer, it's like, if I have a different idea, I do, I edit it. So I delete and then retype and then delete and retype. And with a notebook, I just have so much more room to work. So I'll write like a box around something that didn't work and put an X through it. Yeah. Or a lot of the time, you know, I'll write a bit and then I'll rewrite it before I put it on stage. And in the rewrite, it's a lot of me like putting a box around part and then moving it to a different part and then writing it that way. Um, Because structure is so important, right? Like people have to know enough information to laugh at the Mm punchline. And you want the funniest punch to be the last one. Yeah. And, um, And you don't know when you're writing if this sentence that you're writing is the fun, you know what I, it just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't naturally come out in the right order. That's yeah. additional work that has to be done. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, you can copy and paste on a laptop, but for some reason, I don't feel like the same magic happens through yeah. typing that happens through writing. I feel like there's an actual like energetic thing that takes place I mean I can take my notebook with me everywhere if you take your laptop with you you kind of look like a douchebag you know? <laughs> so and it's heavier it's more cumbersome it has to be charged you have to turn it on yeah you know you don't want to be in the back of a room where a show's going on with a lit up laptop but people <laughs> understand if you've got a notebook yeah. you know um it's just a different thing I think it's a it's more respectful in a way even though it's like the same thing yeah. Because, um, yeah, I wouldn't, if I were on stage and I could see someone's face lit up with a laptop looking at it, I'd be like, get the fuck out of this room if you're doing that. I know. Yeah. I'd be worried they'd be like writing everything down to that or saying or something. I don't know. <laughs> Not that my jokes yeah. are that good, but. Well, and in my notebooks, my notebooks say a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again. Like yeah. once I get a set where I'm like, that's really my 15 minutes I'm liking. I might have, you know, I write out a set list for every single show I do. And so I might have that same set written, I don't know how many times, 
that would look insane. I mean, that would be insane to do in a computer and it would just be <laughs> so many of the things that make sense to me in my notebook feel like a waste of space yeah. in a document. And it's so much harder to search through. And that's a matter of personal preference. Like I know that for some people, they find it easier to scroll. I would much rather flip through yeah. pages, like sit and scroll through Google Docs. It just sounds like a nightmare to me. I know. No, I feel the same way. And people always make fun of me for having it. Like well, and for work, like what else, what else do I have to do? This is the whole thing. Yeah. The work is the whole thing. The work yeah. is every day for the rest of my life. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to take a shortcut, you yeah. know, I'm trying to put a half an hour or whatever, you know, an hour of writing. One of the first things I learned in comedy is that like, clever words or clever wording is not funny enough yeah like we don't get laughs from wording things in a funny way if that makes sense yeah I think so you get a laugh from a big punchline so I have to say goodbye to like a lot of stuff that I think is funny I would say 95 percent of what I write and think is funny I have to I mean it, it never gets gets into my set yeah it makes me feel better too because I literally like was trying to write so much during the lockdown and then I read it back now or trying to do it on stage and I was like oh my god this is insane like why did I think this was good but whatever yeah <laughs> yeah it probably, it probably was insane and it probably wasn't good and I think that that's like something that holds people back a lot yeah. I think something that separates people from like people who are staying the same versus people who are making progress, something that keeps people really bad. Yeah. It's like being married to yeah. your jokes, being committed. I, and I think that like 99% of what I like gets flushed down the toilet. I mean, of, of what I write, I should say. Yeah. Um, just gets flushed. That's just the way that it has to be. And I think that like, you know, the, the sooner we come to terms with that, the less we have. I mean, I spend, I can't tell you how much time I spend writing stuff where even as I'm writing it, I'm like, this is nothing. I'm never going to say it on stage. Yeah. But I was doing that last night. And from that came a new bit where I'm like, I can absolutely tighten this up. And like, I'm going to put it on stage tonight. And oh. I think, I think there's something there. But yeah. that happens like so rarely compared to how often I write. Yeah. How was being back at the store the first night? It felt really good. It was kind of weird because it was like nothing had changed. It was like yeah. no time had passed. The original room smells the same way. The crowd <laughs> spread out. But now that they're back to full capacity, I've done one set since they were back at full capacity. And I was sitting in the back of the room for like, a while and then there was a moment when I realized like oh my god this is the full original room like I, I haven't been yeah. in this in you know a year and three months two months god so crazy. and I didn't I didn't even notice so it just feels normal it feels like being back home it feels like none of this ever happened which is crazy so insane yeah I get asked this a lot so I don't know if you do too but I know you started in Milwaukee and Chicago and I started comedy in New York do, do oh, people cool. ask you like the differences between LA and, and Chicago or LA and Milwaukee, or do you think there are any differences? Yeah. 
for sure. <laughs> uh, I think it's really important when entering a new scene to kind of like forget everything that you think you know about like etiquette and protocol because like every scene is different. Yeah. Um, in Milwaukee, at least when I was there years ago, um, the expectation was if you were doing a mic, you would go and you would be there for the entire mic and you would watch all the other comics. Yeah. When I got to Chicago, that is not the expectation. That's ridiculous yeah. because there's more stage time and so people can hit three mics in a night. And so that's that's the expectation is that you're getting as much stage time as you want. Yeah. Um, same thing in LA, same thing in every bigger scene. Yeah. It's different everywhere, I guess. But I also, I think it's important that people just like figure out what works best for them. Like yeah. I've never been someone where energetically I could really handle regularly doing three mics in a night. And it seems like that's kind of the expectation in this field. I find it ridiculous and I find it way too much. And I've, it's never been a standard I've held myself to. It's just yeah. too much. I know. I have a career. I'm fine, you know. So it's not, it's not a must, you know. Yeah. I'm living proof that it's not yeah. mandatory. Um, what is mandatory for me is like getting a good night's sleep, having my basic needs met, eating nutritious food, yeah. having time to rest, having time to write. Yeah. You know, I see people who are doing the same stuff every time I see them. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you're doing that three times in a night. If you are working a day job, you're going straight from there to mic to mic to mic. You're going to sleep. You're waking up early. There's no time in there to actually create a new body of work. And that's what this is. I mean, yeah. doing comedy is about constantly creating a new body of work so yeah. like I'm polishing my bits while I'm writing new material you know um and I think it's really important to take time for that I think it's also important not to be lazy not to rest on our laurels not to sit on the same set for years on end yes yeah but yeah I think that doing the work looks different for different people you know, I've been doing stand-up for 11 years. And so like, I've gone through, I've gone through periods where I was like basically doing the same set for years. Yeah. And from that experience, I know that that feels like shit. I That's know. not fun. It's yeah. embarrassing. It's not exciting. Um, and eventually, honestly, it stops working because audiences can pick up on that. And I think that that comes from just a place of like, self-doubt and fear we don't want to try new things because we want to kill every time yeah and you have to be willing to take the risk to like have jokes not hit yeah you know and if they're not hitting in the middle of a set where other stuff is hitting it's very easy to just be like well that didn't work people will laugh because you said well that didn't work and then you move on to your shit that does work yeah um, so yeah it's not it's just not fun to do the same material all the time. What is really fun is like, and I just had this experience this weekend. I tried a new bit that I've been working on and I, and it was my first time actually putting it on stage. I didn't know if it would work Yeah. and it hit. And I, it, that's such an exciting feeling. Cause yeah. now it's like, I have a new joke. 
<laughs> have any like bad gigs in 2020 like during the pandemic oh my god are you kidding? <laughs> yeah it's been a fucking nightmare i've i did a show in a barn i've been <laughs> so many shows in parking structures alleys yeah baseball diamonds multiple sporting fields oh my god uh, the roof of a grocery store and it, that was like a good gig too oh which is like what's hilarious is that yeah. like, I did go in the back of a pickup truck recently which was also a good gig <laughs> just a fucking hair I mean just <laughs> the alley behind a juice store where they yeah. sold like tires and tiles that was also a good gig <laughs> hell I did one with um I thought I was bombing the whole time one of those car park shows where people were in their cars in the beginning and I was like people were like oh if the windshield wipers go off that's good and I'm like what is the world coming to like this sucks so much yeah totally <laughs> but I was surprised I was listening to some of your interviews and um they used to get nervous on stage because you're so confident never have guessed that ever watching you thank you so much yeah no I freak out it's interesting because like Oh my God, this is so funny. I haven't said this to anyone else. So I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, you know, it's interesting. I get so much less nervous now going on stage than I did before COVID. Yeah. I'm like, maybe it's because I have like a different perspective. I, and then I was like, no, I started taking anxiety medication like two months ago. I feel oh. way better. Yeah. So yeah, that made it that made a difference I think I think that that's why I feel less nervous because it used to really yeah. be I mean this sickening fear this like really miserable like retching just heart just thinking I was gonna faint feeling like I was gonna die oh. before every time I went on stage and the one thing that you can't hide is your hands yeah oh. so I was very careful not to use my hands until like a little bit into my set yeah. because hey how's everybody doing <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they give you the hands give you away every time yeah. I was watching like an old tape that I thought like I showed my all my friends and I was like this is like when I first started and I was shaking the whole time my hands were like oh good <laughs> why did I show this to everyone why did it's yeah it's really, really hard to control the stage when you're shaking <laughs> How was the like I always say the wrong thing so I feel like you were so eloquent and perfect on that and I feel like I would be so nervous talking for hours of like oh I'm like God. thank I, you so much because I said some things where I called my friends after and I was like I cannot believe I said that I said this and I said this yeah. and they were oh you know some of them were like oh that's bad and some of them were like I think you're fine honestly yeah. I mean, the, the thing that I had to like, just be an acceptance about before I went on is that like, with that many people listening, a lot of people yeah. are going to hate me and yeah. that's fine. That's the expectation. I mean, anybody could talk for two and a, over two and a half hours to millions of people. And even if like 0.01% of them hate you, that's like a shit ton of people. Yeah. And those will be in your dms and those people will be uh -huh. tweeting at you what was really cool is um my really good friend jessica michelle singleton oh yeah 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 offered and this is like 
it was just like such a loving thing. I'm so, I'm still so moved by it. Oh, when I told her I was going to be on it, you know, everyone will congratulate you. Your friends yeah. will be cheering for you. A really special person will say what she said. And that was, do you want me to log into your social media as you and delete all the mean comments and block people? And I'm like, fucking hell. Yes, I do. Yeah. And then as me after it happened, she deleted all the mean DMs. She went to Joe's page. He posted like, you know, a thing yeah. after we did it. Yeah. And she blocked everyone who made a mean comment about me. She went to my page, blocked everyone who made a mean comment about me, went into my Twitter, did the same. I mean, just like took out the trash so that by the time yeah. I do it, it was just people leaving positive comments. It was, I only felt the love. Oh, so that I was like, thought of that. That's such a great idea. Like I, I would never oh. have thought of it either. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were amazing on it. I, I didn't hear oh, it. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, people are just so angry for, I don't they know. They really yeah. are. There are people who just disagree with me. There are people who just like fucking honestly hate women and don't want to hear I, women talk. Yeah. And so I don't stand a chance against those people. Yeah. I'm certainly not saying that that's everyone who hates me, you no, know? Yeah. But it's also just like, there are a lot of people in this world and in this country where like, I don't want you to agree with me. I don't want you to like me. I don't want, I'm not making stuff for you. I don't particularly want to make you laugh. Yeah. I'm not for everybody and, and vice versa. I mean, yeah. the people, I have to just remember like the people leaving these comments and the people freaking out. It's like, you were never going to buy a ticket to see me anyway. Yeah. So dig a hole and go climb in it for all I care yes. you know do you ever get uh like weird intros at places like I mean I'm doing comedy in Philly right now while I'm quarantining and I never really got like someone last week pulled put me up to girls I was the only girl in the lineup girls just want to have fun is what they like played and they were I know <laughs> and they were like here's the only female I'm like why are we still doing this like do you ever get I didn't really see that at the best places, but I'm like, what, how is this still happening? <laughs> but it's gotten, it's gotten a lot better. I got yeah. more of that when I was like in Milwaukee and yeah. there were, you know, three women who did comedy. And so yeah. people were very excited to bring a woman on stage <laughs> and know how to act right. Yeah. Um, I get a lot less of that. The one thing that I get the most is like people who just don't ask me yeah they don't they don't ask me how to say my name and they don't know how to say my name it's not a sound that most people make and that you know it's an unusual name and I understand that and as long as people try I'm happy but I have so many people where they're just like Laura Beats and I'm like you really should have watched any of my stuff <laughs> you should know how to say my name at this point and if you've never watched anything I've done and you don't know how to say it like I'm totally available for that question please feel free to ask yeah. what blows away is when they don't ask and then they just go on and confidently say it <laughs> completely wrong and like why I just don't it's not that it makes me that mad it's not that it's a big deal because it's not it is it just genuinely confuses me I don't understand yeah 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 so get people where it's like like you can ask me my credits you yeah. know what I mean yeah. and I'll tell you like you can ask me what 
I want you to say, and I'll tell you, I have people who will pull out like deep cuts from my past. And I'm like, that's not what my, <laughs> what? Yeah. that's not what I would have you say. <laughs> yeah. Also just but like it, a quick Google search. Very easy to, <laughs> very easy. Yeah. Oh, I saw you were doing self tapes and they looked really good. Or maybe I saw you post a photo of it or something, but. Oh my God. I'm not going to ask. I mean, I do them. I shoot them on the oldest iPhone ever. I just try to, and I guess maybe I am the one to ask now that I'm saying it. I'm like, cause I've read about it. I've taken like an act, I've taken acting classes. Um, and I've submitted a bunch of them. Basically like the most important things from my perspective are like read all of the instructions and then read all of the instructions again shoot your self tape horizontally if they want a full body slate make sure your whole body is in the frame and do a slate and then finally oh and 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 be off book yeah um, and finally don't take it too seriously. Don't obsess over it. Don't spend a ridiculous amount of time on it because they're probably going to watch it and realize in the first second that they don't want you anyway. And if they think they do want you, you're going to get a call back. You know what I mean? Um, and the thing that I read that really helped me relax is like, take a half an hour to do it and then be done, you know? I like that. Um, and so I, I really like that. I kind of just do them to have them turned in. I have no expectations. That's not my wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, I'm a stand-up comedian yeah. no. and, uh, and I've never gotten a call back. So I have someone else. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel better though, too. Cause yours looked really good. And I was like, Oh, this is what I should do. <laughs> like, yeah. I shot it on my iPhone with my phone balanced on a keyboard seat on a table yeah. with a box of Kleenex and like a potted plant and a couple puzzles and a candle propping up my, <laughs> so it's, not, good. I pulled my lamp over, you know, yeah, had it right in my face to make sure I was well lit. Yeah. But how was opening for Eliza Schlesinger? I saw you open for her in Vegas. I'm sure it was. Yeah. It was great. It was awesome. I mean, she's a beast and that, you know, the theater was sold out. Um, I got to stay in a really nice hotel and um, I really like watching the way that she interacts with her yeah. fans. I really admire and respect it. And um, yeah, so she like does a VIP meet and greet afterwards, which I love the idea of yeah. comic doing VIP meet and greets where it's like, you can't shake hands with every single person in a sold out theater, but for X amount of money, like yeah. her real diehard fans, like formed a long line and she has, you know, the backdrop and people got their pictures and got to say their little piece. Lots of people gave her gifts and she opened all of them afterwards and oh thanked God. every individual person who got her a gift. Wow. Um, and yeah, it was really cool. She's a really good example. Is it different going from like a comedy club to like that huge of a venue? If you have material that's specific to comedy clubs, then sure. But I love theaters because everyone is sitting to watch the show. Like they're not giving drink orders. They're not paying a tab. They're not, you know, there's nothing to distract 
them from the show. So yeah. that was really awesome. Do you have any guilty pleasure TV shows? Any real house? Bachelor and the Bachelorette. I think yes. they're the things in the world. I think they're so sexist and offensive and racist and homophobic and just the, I think they're so bad for America yeah. and I never miss an episode. No, no, I feel the same way. And I'm like, what am I doing? This is against everything I believe in. And I can't they're, stop. They're awful and I cannot stop. I know. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, favorite food? Oh God, I don't get to eat any of my favorite foods anymore. I really, I fuck with peanut butter heavy. Oh. I really like peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great option. Um, favorite city you've ever lived in? Uh, LA. Yeah. I thought I was going to hate LA and I, I loved it. It was like, oh, it's yeah. nice weather all the time. People. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, texting or talking? Talking. Yes. Yeah. I, I like forget to text and then people get mad. They're like, do you hate? I'm like, I just don't look at my phone. I forgot. Yeah. I always will think that like a guy has ghosted me and then I look back and he texted me and I didn't respond. Yeah. yeah. 